0: welcome everyone to the miss art world podcast i'm your host Catherine with my co-host samuel
1: what's up art world
0: and today i'm i am actually nervous for this podcast i think because i'm excited i haven't been excited for a podcast in a while which is kind of what that's so mean to all your other podcasts i know no they don't listen they'll never know (laughs) (laughs) but i was uh so we have xavier edward carter with us today who was a performance artist um, who basically stole the show for Satellite um, this year at uh, Miami. And we'll talk about his performance there. But so he um, was born 1986 in Dallas, Texas. He is a transdisciplinary artist Uh, with a BFA from Stanford University and an MFA from Southern Methodist University.
1: So what does a transdisciplinary artist mean?
0: That was my question. I am
2: am so happy you asked. (laughs) I mean, I think it probably means a little something different for all the people that do claim uh, the transdisciplinary mantle for myself. I am uh, most interested in the... Uh, kind of transitions between different uh, disciplines are like when a the moment when a discipline requires the the insertion or like flip over to a different discipline I feel like those moments are the the moments I try and capture in my practice um it's most it's it's a lot about movement you know um in kind of a, a not so theoretical way. When you think about it in uh, traditional research, it's just multiple disciplines interacting on the same project uh, in a way that like interdisciplinary could kind of, uh, at least in art, could more refer to the mixing of disciplines in a way. I'm still like, this is one thing. This is another thing. This is another thing. This is another thing. It all kind of combines to make what it is. Either that be whether that be like installation. I think that's probably the most easily like um, accessible point of like departure I can give for transdisciplinary art. Even though that like kind of also can encompass like interdisciplinary art. It's you know wordy stuff that people think about when they think about um, you know what why did this thing become a cult favorite or uh, Mm -hmm. questions like uh, when, like, what made this book good for a movie or um, like what kind of research uh, on the social realm can be like translated into, um, I don't know, like a, a clean writing piece of, Like text art or something Mm -hmm. i can think of so many things that can kind of intersect with that which is the best part about it you know i can i can be a lot in that in that uh in that movement between things and then have you done um
1: just uh, like your main focus for a lot of the stuff i've seen is just like performance art have you did you start doing performance art or were you Doing other art before you entered the performance world?
2: Uh, performance was probably the last one of the, well, I, not the last thing, but like the last, one of the last things I wanted to do in my art practice. I started out as a, well, the first art class I took in uh, university was a photo class for non majors. And then I, my focus was printmaking. And then towards the end, I'd like, you know, came to that realization that like, I'm not going to have a printmaking press uh, unless I want to like really work for someone else in that way that I didn't. at that time, I used to play football and I was not really about doing that or like and more excited about like making artwork that I thought would be, you know, compelling for myself and people around me, you know, the whole discipline. Uh, so I ended up doing a lot of, like, new media stuff, a lot of video work. Uh, and at the same time, I came across performance. I think the first, like, true performance arts piece where I was like, this is conceived conceived as a perform. Well, shit. I think I did some other videos in between that one. But the first one that really caught was uh, I did a performance in San Francisco on Easter 2012 uh, called Jazz Jesus. I've done that performance twice overall. Um,
1: And what is that performance?
2: In that performance, I carry an eight foot by 13 foot crucifix across the city of San Francisco, approximately seven miles. Uh, During that performance, I hit a few points in the city. I go through Golden Gate Park. I go through uh, Dolores Park during like the, the annual, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence Hunky Jesus contest. Uh, so I like walk across state as a Hunky Jesus. And then at the end of the performance, I uh, burn the cross on Ocean Beach as kind of like a release from the the tools of, uh, of state violence that the cross represents for me. You know, it's just like
1: mm-hmm.
2: a, one of those heavy things that has a lot of ins and outs to it. You know, it can get deeper. It can get, I mean, that's the action. That's the action. I think it can be taken in any number of ways, you know, as a, as a good art piece should. Um, but I like to focus on the idea of state violence and like our body autonomy, race, uh, things of that nature and that are like implicit to that story. And then like when you look at them in terms of uh, society in the United States and like our history with religion and its use in and um, Black, brown, IPOC, whatever you want to say is your term, uh, uh, communities and, you know, just like across the board and and globally, how it's affected historically. And, um, yeah, you know, the imprint of of Christianity in in that way. uh, So why
1: the name Jazz Jesus?
2: There's a jazz track in it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. There's a jazz track in it. Uh, I took a, well, for the most, I I remix it every once in a while, audio wise. The original song was Freddie Hubbard. Um, What was it called? It was like Freddie Hubbard. So What. And during the editing process, these kind of things happened. I, uh, it was just the perfect length for the song. So I was like, oh, yeah, one-to-one, perfect. I'm going to just use this audio and not worry about it because, you know, it was at the time I was uploading things to YouTube and didn't really care. Uh, Mm -hmm. don't really care that much about, you know. If they want to sue, they're not going to sue me for copyright. I don't have the money for it. So, you know, just like, (laughs) pause. even if I make the money for it, they're not going to get it from me.
1: (laughs) And this is the, is this the um, same performance where you're, you're naked as you walk, carry the cross?
2: Well, in that performance, I am always wearing a rope rope loincloth, barefoot, rope uh, crown, and I'm covered in chocolate. Okay. Yeah. The other performance I think you're thinking of is the Sisyphus one, This one that I did in Miami and in uh, Salyton in San Francisco, where I'm nude on the beach hitting rocks until um, like an aluminum baseball bat breaks.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I go
2: into the ocean. Uh, usually if there's like a rocky outcrop off the first two iterations of it, there was a rocky off outcrop offshore that I would climb uh, and then kind of come back down into the ocean and like back to shore. Um, I didn't get to make it to the end of the the Miami one, so I don't really know what. Would have, would have happened there. there. I would have entered the water. You know, I would have probably just like floated for a while. Or something. So
1: for this, because I didn't see, uh, we only saw the excitement of that, the start mm-hmm. of the performance and what um, happened. Uh, but the aluminum back actually breaks. Yeah. As you hit. Okay. Yeah. How long Done does it. it take to break? Since you're hitting. About 30, minutes. About okay. thirty
2: minutes. About thirty minutes. Like without fail. It, it. It's. I mean, to be broken to my uh my liking i think it probably cracks somewhere earlier in that and it's not like a oh my god it's like broken bat like you know wooden baseball bat where it's gonna kind of shatter in that way it's more like peeling a uh a metal banana and that like just takes like a chunk of the metal like the, the outside off
1: and then for the Miami one since uh we haven't talked about it yet you went down to the beach and started doing your performance and literally within like 3 minutes not even that uh you were surrounded by every cop imaginable at all. yeah mm-hmm. i mean there was at there least like 15 was, of them
2: yeah which was it was, was it was stupid it was stupid uh I don't know why they, re- well, I don't know like the one to one why they respond that way other than what they told me, but cops are liars, notoriously. So who knows? Yeah. All I know is I came over prepared for something that didn't require that much. They said that like there were helicopters, which like I can't fly. I'm an okay swimmer, but I'm not <laughs> Michael Phelps. So.
1: Yeah. I think it was, honestly, I feel like it was a slow day at the beach (laughs) and then they were just like hey there's this naked guy like doing art so then everyone had to come and like see what was going on
2: well the 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 thing when it like the de-escalation of it is like part of the performance of every performance for me i think has that moment of de-escalation because they are often public i am nude semi-nude um But it's art, you know, like people are, people know that art exists, like, right? It's like a thing that they know is happening in the world. Um, So generally when the police show up, at least for all the other performances, I'll talk to them, explain the project in you know, the most briefest direct details I can give them about the thing that I'm doing and generally it dissolves. We shake hands, go our separate ways. I'll see other police, at least every other time I've seen other police around and they just keep driving, you know, like it's not a big deal because it's already reported. But um, yeah, Miami's Miami's unique in that way that, uh you know, the first person that interacted with me on their uh, thing was a beach cop and he just told me to put my shorts on. He said, I could keep going. So I did that. And then uh, all the cops came, and I think they thought I was probably like a homeless person or something, or like some other kind of indigent or you know unhoused uh, person. Because you know Miami Beach has a big problem with that, and a lot of mental health issues happen around that space. But like mm-hmm. the beach is pristine in a way that is not welcoming of those bodies and the kind of uh, subterfuge and like what's it. Uh, significance but there's another s word subversion of that performance is you know going into that environment with my body doing the thing that I'm doing you know I'm not I'm not my back's to the audience the entire time Mm -hmm. like I don't even it's like they may as well not be there for me it's purely like a one-ended conversation in that way which was also the absurdity of like what they were saying about like the performance. They're like, you're indecently exposing yourself to people. I'm like, you can just see my butt. Like you can look, you can look at Like look any direction. You can see like lots of people's butts. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, you're going to hurt somebody with a rock. Uh, Like I'm hitting them that way. And no one's in the water in front of me.
1: Yeah. Maybe a foul ball. No one was in the water. Like there was. Maybe a foul ball. And there was like no one swimming or doing anything. Because people were watching. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was awkward. and that was that was the other thing that was really disturbing going back over the footage and like hearing people and like especially in the moment, the thing that was very very disturbing was they got between me and the audience, and like there was no like no view of me could be seen from the audience mm-hmm. and that was clearly a tactic to like you know wall me off, do whatever they wanted, and like you know the um
1: weirdest not the weirdest but like uh the, how it started with that guy on the atv
0: mm-hmm.
1: who told you to put your shorts on and he like drove up and his look because that that was recorded where he like looks around at everyone who's yeah. watching you which is like he's like he's was he was like, like oh. everything together <laughs> like
2: what the fuck is going on <laughs> he that to everyone he's like what the fuck is going on <laughs> That's like an obvious sign of a performance. Like, it's Art Week in Miami on Miami Beach. Like, you're going to stop the artist from making art.
0: You would think that they would be kind of like, that would be a normal thing. Especially that week that people would be doing.
1: Well, they, honestly, they should have let them know. Right? Before, like, hey, we're doing performance art. This is a performance artist piece here. So,
2: every like, as long as but they then they'll just
0: me. say no you can't do it and then they yeah
2: they it. were trying to give like a million dollar price tag for us to like rent the beach I'm like I'm not oh, a really like we're not on it's not a movie set thing like and you know God bless the nature of all the the performances are like of you know the performance history lineage that I'm working in is that kind of like happening kind of uh, interventionist like this stuff is like, like almost poking the bear, but it's like, you know, when you're in the backseat with like your sibling you're just like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching yeah. you. <laughs> I'm ne- I'm never, I was like, I'm not doing anything that's like, so like so outrageous that it can't be understood or that I can't explain it so far, you know, who knows, maybe one day I'll do something or I'm just like, Mah! but, um, until then, you know, it's always something that has a lot of thought into it, you know, heavily researched. Uh, I can give them all the credentials about it. It's just that, like, and it was stressed upon me that in those moments, you know, when there are that many police officers it's up to the officer to, like, make the call to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And that is at once very scary because... Um, you know, the history of policing in this United States is one thing. And, you know, uh, I have my thoughts about all of that and, you know, people that are in police, but there's a lot of fear on that side that is being projected towards, uh, people that are generally harmless. Like a, what was a 74 year old grandmother was shot to death in, in New Mexico the other day and she had a knife and was in, uh, having like a mental breakdown, but like, what the fuck is a 74 year old grandma going to do? to Mm -hmm. a police officer with a bulletproof vest on besides cut their arm. Maybe. Maybe.
1: And then, yeah, it it was definitely crazy. How many times have you performed that performance? Like six?
2: I've done that one three times. times I did it in San Francisco. Actually, that's one where that's why it was like kind of like it was really bizarre that like everything that was happening was just like Twilight Zone. What the fuck? What's going on? Because I did in San Francisco, no cops. I did in Mexico, no cops. And I was like, Miami's going to be cool. It's like Miami Beach. It's going to be cool. And all the cops. Yeah.
0: So all yeah. the cops that didn't show up to your previous team <laughs> performance were like, oh, we need to make. They were waiting. <laughs> they were
2: waiting. They were like, let's get him. Let's, let's go see that guy. I hear, he's, I hear he's good art. I hear he makes some good art. I'm going to go. I'm going to see it.
0: I was so curious to know how you felt afterwards. Like... Because I've seen a lot of news articles mm. about it. And so on one hand, you got a spotlight for your art in that uh, way. But then it also, like, you couldn't even finish your performance. So how were you feeling? feeling uh, that?
2: Really paranoid and kind of, like, sick to my stomach. But, like, also very energized. Hmm. And, like, in a way, it was like I... It was such a like, and it lasted. It lasted for so long. It was like it was super bizarre. Like I, I, I don't. I couldn't. I didn't want to be around people, and I didn't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like electricity was running through my body. It was like, in a way that like hadn't been present in like other performances. I think I felt that. Uh, that, that kind of heat at other points in my life um, and it hadn't happened in a performance yet and that was, that, that, I feel like that was that was meaningful in that way and affirming in that way that like things didn't break down and things didn't go with the kind of like tragic narrative that could Happen and like looking at the video, uh, officers were like prepared to do because, like, a lot of people had their hands on their guns, and that's not okay. Like,
0: why is that okay? Yeah, like, I didn't even have the bat in my hands, so I like had put it down immediately when they said put it down. So, like, why is that okay? Well, I felt like at every turn, like the cop was like, hey, put on your shorts. You're like, okay, I'll put on my shorts. Like you weren't being confrontational. You weren't.
2: I complied the whole time, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You had other work at Miami at Untitled. And yes. So do you work with that gallery a lot?
2: Yeah, I, I work with Aaron Cluley Gallery. Uh, I'm j- I've just completed my first year of representation with them. They uh, they reached out. Aaron, the gallery owner and operator, uh, reached out in like January of 2021. I've been planning this um, this installation. My partner had passed away in 2020, and that was really hard. Uh, so I made art about it and. Uh, I got a grant from the city of Dallas to do the, make the installation, uh, the caveat of that grant was that yeah, I had to provide the money up front and they would reimburse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started selling, I like had a, a small set of drawings I'd been working on and I like emailed them out to some people and they were like, Oh, I like these, and liked them." uh, did the show in in uh, and. April. And at the same time, uh, they asked me if I wanted to be in a show at their satellite space that they had just opened. So I opened that space and it went really well. And then, you know, the relationship continued, uh, before that, I got a, I got a work collected by the Nasher sculpture center in Dallas that kind of got the ball rolling on, on some of this stuff going, um, at least I, from my, I think so. It, it definitely got the ball rolling on like getting some more collectors in there and like mm-hmm. providing more public thing where well, I think I had a public image in Dallas, but it was still really attached to this kind of like confrontational people were like, what's he going to do? Cause like I, I almost got kicked out of grad school a few times for like stupid stuff. Like, um, I was selling ice cream. I made my like I made a cafe and was like selling ice cream. And one of the rules for Southern Methodist is that like any kind of product that is sold on campus is like a consumable it has to be PepsiCo. Oh, really? I'm not a PepsiCo affiliate. So yeah, I couldn't do that. that. Um, and they were like, you need to stop doing that. And I was like, this is stupid. No, I'm not going to stop. Like, what are you going to do? And they're like, we'll kick you out of school. And I'm like, OK, I'll stop doing it. and uh you know things like that there are a few other incidents but the final kind of the last one which was like the yeah we're gonna kick you we'll really kick you out this time was um i had for my thesis project organized a really big kind of like installation performance thing where i would be inside of a box on the main boulevard on campus, where they do the football tailgating, my dad used to play football at the university. I played football in college, so it was like a family lineage. It was a whole performance around like the scars on our body and like the journey we make and what those mean and kind of what is an act of resurfacing in that in that uh, in that inside of that space. Uh, so I I made this big box. It had a glass top. Inside the box, I was going to open up the scars on my body, like, not, like, deep gouging, but, like, just, like, enough to give them a little blood and, you know, like, open the scar. So it's, like, now a wound again. And then at that point, the healing process can begin over again. Um, They were not about that, not about any of the research that I did. Uh, Asked me a lot of questions, brought me into the offices. I cleared the... um, university risk management. I cleared my department. I cleared uh, one other office as well and was maybe three days before I was supposed to present this. uh, They called me in to have a bunch of meetings with like risk managers or with uh, the the, uh, executive suite of the university like the, the president of the university, his advisors, the law people. They're like, well, we we understand your performance and we like it, but we don't. We think it's promoting self harm, and I was like, but all this information here shows that it's not promoting self harm, and those are the conversations that I want to have. You know, like that's that's the conversation that is important to this thing. They're like, mm, no, maybe <laughs> if you can present some kind of precedent, and I did. I presented precedents from other artists, but not a precedent that happened inside of a university, which was. By a student. That was That was that was like a, a tricky little point too. I was like, I found an artist, Carlos Mightel. He's done performances in universities. He does. He's naked, like putting uh, military um, pendants through his flesh um, mm-hmm. to reference like the colonialist wars in Cuba and like his presence as a black body and all that. I. Chris Burden did a thing too, you know, that guy, Chris Burden, he, he, he did the thing. I told them that, they know, I, they they were like, I don't care who Chris Burden is, you, you two <laughs> probably know who Chris Burden is, but you know, most people are like, who the fuck is that guy? Some art people would be like, fuck that guy, some art people, personally, I'd probably be like, fuck that guy, but um, it's a precedent, and I referenced Marina Abramovich, you know, like, Ron Athey, all these artists, like, do work involving the body and some kind of scarification, blood, et cetera, whatever. And they're like, No, no student has done this before. And I was like, Well, doesn't that make you special? Doesn't that make you so special that you're going to have the first student to ever do anything like this, mm-hmm. ever? And then I got a letter, email from the university president that said, If you do it, I'll, we'll kick you out of school and
0: you'll have mm-hmm. to come back for
2: another semester. And I said, Fuck that, because I was already tired of this place. So instead, I cut um, about four hundred tulips from the campus grounds. If you ever get a chance to visit SMU, you can. I won't say that you shouldn't. Uh, it's like got a beautiful landscaping. It's like in some kind of some like in the landscaping magazine. It's like in the top like ten of universities across the United States.
0: Immaculate.
2: Uh, they had it was tulip season. They had like. Fields of tulips, right white tulips, red tulips. The university's colors are red, white, and blue. That's fun. Uh so I cut, yeah, like 400 tulips. With the cops, like right there. I, I told him, I was like, hey, um yeah, the the president of the university, I had a project I was supposed to do, and the dean of my school said that, you know, I could I I could cut these in lieu of doing this like other project, and they were like Kim, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they said I could do it. And I had two friends that are like, yeah, they said you could do it. And I showed them some email about something between like the meetings of them, basically them saying like, no, you can't do this other thing, but like, find out what else you're going to do. And they're like, well, can you give us the the dean and president's number? And I gave it to them. And they're like, we're going to call him. And I'm like, go for it. And they called him and he didn't answer. And I was like, I only got like three days. I got to do this. So, you know, can I just go ahead? And they're like, mm, well, we're going to write everything down and you know, if anything comes up, we'll, we'll contact you. And I did it. And uh, nothing ever came up. They did e- or they did email me about the incident, but by that time I had already graduated. So I was like, Oh,
1: oh what did the email say?
2: Please don't do this next time. <laughs> no, it was like, uh, they like, they, 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 one, it was that they couldn't get in contact with the dean or the president of the university, which, like, duh, they're not going to fucking answer their phone for you. They don't even answer their phone for people that are much more important than, you know, like campus police. So, unless there's like a murder, I didn't murder anybody. I don't even think they would apply for a murder, actually. <laughs> They'd be like, uh, did you no.
1: film that whole performance?
2: Uh, I, I made an alternative uh, video for it. So, it it turned out so beautifully like the whole thing so instead of doing that one single performance i made like a university-wide kind of mini retrospective mm-hmm. so in the theology library i installed a video and kind of the ephemera from the jesus performance and uh a, on a parking garage i installed a plaque commemorating the performance i did called better luck next time which was with the 400 tulips, I put them inside of like a, a box. It's maybe like six feet tall, and inside of that box is a wooden table that's maybe like three and a half feet tall. And I covered that table in the tulips, set inside of it, and had the box closed. And for the entire, for most of the video, it's just like a box, just like a black box sitting. I think at points you can kind of see the top of my mohawk like pop up above it. At the end of the hour, as the sun sets, I open the box and on the inside of it, it has painted the words better luck next time across the four panels. I just walk off and leave the flowers there. Um, I also installed, uh, I think it was like approximately 70 live oak logs that I had like gathered over two years trying to like replicate a family tree. Those and made like a what was a a funeral pyre, and around the outside of the funeral pyre, I laid the tulips. It was like a a fire of tulips around this like wooden funeral pyre, and uh, and I installed the boxes that I was going to do the cutting performance on inside the lobby of the art museum, just as artifacts.
1: Nice.
0: Do you think because it's a Methodist university that you had such a difficult time doing? The performances that you
2: wanted uh i think it was a number of things because you know it prides itself as being a place for world changers and it's definitely a conservative university for sure uh i think they probably would have had a problem with anyone doing that kind of work i just think it is a very safe and like not like not a good way, especially for the arts. Like you can't have that kind of safety, even in like making music, you gotta have that kind of like ability to like open it up and like feel what's inside of the thing. Um, And it's just not the place for that. And even more so now as I've been like away from it, I've like gained more clarity on like the inner workings. Even though I I was very active as a grad student there. Like I was president of the graduate student council body for the Meadows School. So I was like in charge of approving people's projects to get them funding, like, and, like in like well all kind of like the backlog and like minutia of that thing, which I ended up getting plugged into in a way that was just like bad for me. But like, I think exposing of like a problem and like a, a blind spot in the kind of rhetoric that the university had been like espousing around the arts. And I think that's becoming more and more kind of present with the last few graduating classes. And, you know, we'll see how things go. I they still won't engage with me um, other than I did an interview with, uh, I had a storytelling project for alumni, like specifically black alumni to kind of like, you know, in solidarity with, you know, Black Lives Matter and like a kind of, I don't know, I, I like the archive. I like that they did that. I, I don't think it was, you know, necessarily a anything more than like a kind of PR move for like university political body. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really like the people that were involved in it and like actively doing things and recording and were very passionate and like voices that you know were speaking to the thing that I've been speaking to. Even it was really funny like at the end of the interview I did they did with me they're like you know they did you wrong. That was a bad thing. They like should not have done that. And I was like, yeah, you, you're telling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the cool thing was like I I I'm one to like try and leverage my position to kind of like give whatever to whoever at any kind of given moment. So in that moment, um, the year before my dad had just been inducted into the SMU Sports Hall of Fame. There's like all kinds of accolades. He was voted like the number seven seven best athlete to come out of there. And I feel like his story is much more compelling than mine. So I was like, hey, um, like he's a dude from like West Philadelphia, like oldest of four kids. Like it was either go to the military or, you know, Get a scholarship, and he did it, and did it well enough to like go to the NFL. So it's like, mm-hmm. and you know, that's my dad. And that's cool for me, but you know, I think it's a good story anyway. So I was like, hey, if you, I'll, I'll do this thing. If you want to like tell my story? I want you to like record his too, and like add to the archive. So I got that. To happen. That was that felt really oh bad. nice.
1: Yeah. That's... How long ago did you graduate? Two thousand nineteen.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm a spring uh, <laughs> Yeah, It's been a while uh, originally in 2010 from undergrad and then took a long took time, you know, as I think one should before doing something like that. Cause it, any kind of graduate school, just like, you need the, the goal of it. At least I think should be like some kind of transformation or like elevation of what you do already. And to really kind of gain that perspective, you need to actually gain that perspective. So like jumping from studying a bunch really hard to studying a bunch really hard again isn't gonna do anything for you other than like make you really good at studying for some shit that you aren't gonna really apply in most cases. Yeah. You, I mean, even as a like a doctor, you're like not giving all that information that you are studying back in every case, like you're a specialist. At the end of the day, so, you know, whatever that means to you, you know, you can kind of, like, insert yourself into that that framework. But, um, you know, it's it's something that I, I get asked, like, what my opinion is on, like, grad school. Or, you know, I don't think anybody should go to any program that isn't free, one, because it's so expensive. You don't need that much debt. You don't need to go in that kind of debt. Mm-hmm. There are free programs out there. Uh, also be patient with yourself and like applying and you know give yourself time to actually develop a what you want to call your practice like what you want your your thing to be like theoretically physically like all the things that can kind of like come out of you um you should be able to articulate in a way that is like cogent for other people just at the like most minor level and you can you can expand from that you can kind of twist that and do all kinds of things with it but it gives you a, a space to 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 become whatever it is that you're trying to become in that field
1: mm-hmm. what's uh, a project you're working on right now
0: <laughs> you, know, you keep taking my questions <laughs>
2: Uh, oh man, I, I've got a, a project in Guadalajara coming up, uh, Ceramic Asuro, and I'm working with another artist uh, to have the trolley on that project. Some sculptural and like two-dimensional works that will be shown, a uh, bulk of them being like larger sculptural works that incorporate ceramics and found objects, things that are common to both of our practices mm-hmm. and um I also have a magazine project I've been working on for the past year that's slow to go uh things have been you know understandably pretty exciting uh from me I got uh, acquired by the Dallas Museum of Art um awesome. a couple weeks ago so that was like that was the second museum acquisition and that I feel like gave me a, a lot a, another level of wiggle to like do the thing that I I want to do because like it's people tell me that I'm like oh you're living the dream but like this isn't what I dream about like I don't dream about making paintings and selling them or like I don't dream about almost getting arrested or like beat up by the cops I I dream about a lot of other things you Mm -hmm. know and my the ideas that I have for my practice are like much longer than this like two-year Year and a half span that people have been like watching me, so it's uh it's an opportunity for me to kind of like show what that is now because people are watching.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's hey, crazy. you ready for plugs, Katie? Yeah. You
0: yeah. That, oh, is it uh, that time already? It is
1: that time already. I know <laughs> it went by fast.
0: I know. Um, all right. D- uh
1: <laughs> you need help?
0: i wasn't ready um Me neither. <laughs> uh, should we do the art? oh i'll do my plug after the last one
1: yes you were okay. that's how it's supposed to go okay
0: i'm confused um xavier yes uh where should people go you're kind of like um hard to f- hard to find because i uh, i think you were on instagram for like a second and now you're not yeah, i've been shadow
2: banned actually oh it so fast it happened so fast i was so good this time like i've not been a good person like a, I, I think i'm a good person not like <laughs> but from the term from the perspective of terms and services agreements on like facebook instagram whatever the fuck not a good person like i'm gonna fucking post what I want to post, like, deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not, like, disrespectful, like, a wild, like, asshole or anything to people. I was just, like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Things get reported with, from, like, uh, documentations of my performances, so. uh, Mm -hmm. But I was very, like, careful this recent time, because I, like, I had a big account and I was going through some things. I had deleted it. Uh, and then I was like, uh, it was actually before Basel. I was like, I'm going to get back on. And I had this like, uh, account that I had made for my performing writing, you know, whatever alter ego. Um, and had been working with that one for, you know, some months. And then I, left for LA and came back. And then all of a sudden I couldn't log into my account and it asked me for like contact information, like a little prompt thing. And I did that. And then I was like, we'll contact you within 48 hours. And after 48 hours, it said, your account has been disabled. You can appeal this. And I was like, fuck. And it really is it, kind of at least gotten in my head a little bit. So I'm like, one, is, did I, how did I offend somebody in that mm-hmm. enough to like, Make them just like report me until I was banned. Yeah, it did that to someone. If I did, I apologize. Sorry, I didn't mean it. I probably meant it, but you know, I don't. I didn't know <laughs> that it was offending you. Um, and the other one is I had a lot of like people that I would met like in the recent that are like. People that are, you know, like asking me about work and like trying to
1: connect with me to do things and like research materials that I had saved and like archived and this is all gone now. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's hard because it's a good networking tool to use.
2: The archive of it, like the archive capabilities of that, is really kind of well. I think it's it's the unsung like backbone of what that system is is that it is this like grand archive and that is what's being sold to people like our our biometric information all that kind of stuff is part of the archive but it's also like a wealth of images and kind of like the scope of of kind of things that interest and kind of can be springboards on for something else i mean we do live in a very visual culture so you know it's it's only natural that it would be exploited in that way but you know you can't tell anybody, anybody, you can't tell anyone anything about it. You can't tell anyone anything about something they like really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's gratifying in that way. Maybe too gratifying when you like think about how it's been affecting people. Um, you know, so. So then One what,
1: where is the best place to find you? If someone wanted to follow your artwork and get in contact
2: or just. <laughs> just email me. I'll send, I'll reply. I'm like, it's funny. So on my website right now, I have my phone number on there. I'm like, if you just send me a text, man, like send me a text. You know what I mean? I try. I gotta. I gotta redo my website right now too. So I've been in the process of doing that for a little while, but again, things have been very busy. It's mm-hmm. harder to like. It's harder a little bit to sit in front of a computer and do all those things. Uh, and I am a person that like that like generally does that stuff myself like my last websites i've built by myself i've done all that for a while and kind of incorporated my practice in a way that i i appreciate but you know sometimes it's slow on things maybe i'll like i'll break down just get someone to do it for me but then i have to like get all the images and everything ready so it's like i may as well do it myself anyway yeah Mm -hmm.
0: what do you want to share your email
2: uh, yeah, sure It's Xavier is my name at gmail.com with 2x's because that is how my name is spelled. There is a Xavier Carter who went to LSU from Florida. He's very fast. <laughs> if you, if Xavier Car, Xavier if you're listening to this right now, man what's up? I, I remember watching you run at the uh, Texas relays in like 2003 and it was pretty inspiring and it was really cool. we had the same name. Close that's to the cool. mm-hmm. but that's. I think that's that. I feel like that's probably the the one that usually comes up. At least it did when I would Google myself for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I don't
2: know. I don't know where I'm in that like order. Probably on my own, I'm like first. But like, I don't know if someone was just like randomly going to Google search Xavier Edward Carter, where <laughs> I would be on like the the timeline.
0: Mm-hmm. I might
2: be first. That'd be cool. If you put Edward in there, I bet I'm probably first.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll to, you I'll to do are. it just out of curiosity.
2: <laughs> it's a unique name. There's not a lot of Xavier Edward Carters out there. If there are more than one. I'm not it's still up for debate. Could be a Highlander situation. Could be someone running around right now looking for me, trying to chop my head off. <laughs>
0: well, I hope not. Yeah, there
2: can only be one. <laughs> there can only be one.
0: Uh Samuel, do you uh, have any plugs?
2: Yep,
1: yeah, my plug. We are currently hiring like crazy in the la area so if you are interested in if you have a young person looking for a job high school or college student looking for a job we are hiring lifeguards you must be able to swim you don't have to be certified because we can certify you if you're looking for more information go to uh c-o-o-k-s-e-y and the word swim.com so cookseyswim.com. um the areas that we're really searching for is costa mesa calabasas long beach and uh all of la yeah.
0: any uh shows coming up for you any more stand-up shows
1: just some open mics
0: okay.
1: if i have time yeah,
0: nice. well if you're looking for those follow samuel on instagram at samuel Cooksey project not.com because it's instagram <laughs> oh
2: you can also go to my website if you want it's xavier is <laughs> perfect <laughs> Same as my gmail xavier is my name just dot com instead of at gmail
0: <laughs> i like the consistency it makes it so much easier
2: yeah well, it, 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 it was messing with people when i would first tell them they'd be like so what's your what's your handle i'd say xavier is my name i'd just say xavier is my name and they'd be like what? yeah your name is but what is it and i'd say xavier is my name it'd be this whole like who's on first thing and it got <laughs> kind of annoying but i I really thought it was clever when I first picked it. And then when I was kind of like going through things, I was like, nah, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to do this right now. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, keep on living.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and for everyone listening, uh, keep up to date with us at uh, missartworld.com or you can find us on Instagram miss art world or youtube miss our world so <laughs> consistent <laughs> um but thank, well, you, so for thank you, you so much good times thank you
2: so much too it was on. wonderful yeah, nice meeting both or nice seeing you again catherine nice meeting you sam yep it's good seeing you again oh, there too yeah. wait i remember okay never mind i'm over my head <laughs> no we.
1: We hung out there. It's fun. We
2: did. We did. We did. We did. I have. It's. It like it. It was very charged. Like oof. I still have people reach out to me. Like, hey, that was really fucked up. What they did. I'm
0: like, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy.
1: It was the most excitement I've had in a long time. damn <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much. Uh, Let us know what you're doing, what's upcoming, because we'd Ah, like to.
2: I have a show coming up. Uh, Oh, I'm not gonna. I can't. I don't know if I can actually say anything about that. I'm sorry. They haven't (laughs) said I can't, but like I just, I like just talked to them, so I'm not trying to like cross that line. Mm -hmm. Not right now.
0: Yeah, I got some, I got more
2: important things. i like, I have other things that are like very pressing on my head that I like. I I should handle this other stuff for before I like mm-hmm. let one thing happen at a time. I guess I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, great. Thank you again. Uh, travel safe. Uh, Thank you. And yeah, it was fascinating. There's still so much I'd like to talk to you about. So maybe amazing. Maybe I again.
2: I I'm a I'm an open book. You know. <laughs> I've existed in the public eye since I can remember, so
0: mm-hmm.
2: not that that's like a thing to like aspire to or anything. It's just like that's the way it is now.
0: Yeah, well, it's nice that you're so open to about like yeah, I'll hang out and talk to to you. So that's nice.
2: I like, you know, I, I I I think I'm a people person. I try and be good.
0: <laughs> well, great. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye. Bye.